All right. So welcome to the Pocketful podcast, everyone. Um, you guys know who I am, but I'm pretty sure that uh, for the very few of you who don't know who this uh, lovely lady is, um, her name is Fern. So just want to welcome Fern onto the show. So thank you for coming and uh, taking the time to be here. Thanks for having me, Luke. Yeah. Really fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very hopeful that it will be, and I'm I'm very sure that it will be. Um, so let's just dive right in, right? Um, so we were talking a little bit before we started this talk, and we were planning about what to say, what to do, um, and things like that. But I think before we even begin into, uh, going into you know what you do and all that, perhaps you can mention a bit about yourself, um, to the few people who don't know you. I think most people who do not know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so meeting a lot of, uh, I guess, speaking to a lot of new friends uh, today. So hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Fern. Uh, some people know me as May Fern, but I usually introduce myself as Fern, like the plant. Uh, I, how, how should I introduce myself? Um, I guess just very generally, um, I'm, I've been a Christian for uh, 10 years. This is my 10th year. Uh, anniversary as a Christian yeah so uh, it's been yeah it's been amazing I think uh, a lot of ups and downs but definitely um, very grateful to God for everything uh, in terms of work I I work with a non-profit a Christian non-profit so I do um, I help them with their marketing and comms work and uh, I recently started a platform called Girl on Gold uh, for women. It's very new, very experimental, uh, but I guess that's kind of like um, probably the most exciting thing that's been happening recently. <laughs> well, that's really cool. And Girl on Gold, we were talking about this before. Um, there was a bit of a hiatus in a sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you just recently got back into it and I personally think it's great content. Uh, so for those of you who are watching or listening to this, you guys will find it in the show notes down below. Um, but yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, Girl on Gold. Yeah. Um, just to give a, a, a brief primer to it. Yeah. Happy to. Um, so I'm not sure if hiatus is the right word. <laughs> Uh, the first run was very short. Yeah. So I was uh, sharing previously with Luke, uh, Girl and Gold was uh, an Instagram account that I started in, I I want to say 2020, but it could be 2021. So it was during the pandemic. Um, and I really started it because I, I think for a number of years, I felt like the Lord was just putting an inkling of something in my heart. And, and, that inkling was uh, to, re to reach women or to work with women or to connect with women, but very specifically on social media. Um, so I didn't have a lot more than that, uh, except that I think for, I think maybe three or four years before I started it, that was just something that was growing in my heart. So finally, during the pandemic, I started account, I posted stuff, for like maybe three weeks and then <laughs> and then I was like I can't do this anymore. yeah <laughs> yeah 
So I'm not sure if uh, hiatus is, is the right word, but I think at that Fair, time, yeah. After, yeah, at that time after I started uh, posting content, I I realized that it was uh, a huge commitment. Uh, content creation is not easy, I think. Uh, and it just felt very overwhelming and I was dealing with uh, a lot of things personally as well. And I just, yeah, so, so I stopped posting. And then this year, um, 2023, in the beginning of this year, I felt like the Lord um, just nudged me to pick it up again. So I did. <laughs> yeah. And um, where we are right now, I think it all just still feels like a huge experiment. It's a lot of mm. just one step at a time, one day at a time, uh, one post at a time, even, you know, I don't mm. really know where we're going with this, but it just feels like the right thing to do. So I am doing it. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. And so, uh, well, you've been doing it for a while now. So I remember you mentioned it's, oh, I may be wrong about this. Was it three months? Uh, six months? No, less than six. I think maybe maybe three would be about right. Three? Um, some, some yeah. The middle of this year, yeah. Okay. And uh, perhaps we can uh, just a little bit if you want to share if you don't want to share it's okay um but is there any um significant memories that you've possibly had or any milestones or anything like that that you would be comfortable sharing yeah yeah um i could share a little bit about uh, some of the content maybe that i have posted yeah so i think when i really started this the one area the one area that i knew i needed to write about was around the areas of singleness um and honestly that was met with a lot of resistance from my own self i was like oh my god like (laughs) it's not a yeah yeah um it's not like the most glamorous or the sexiest topic Mm. if you know what i mean um yeah but I, I felt like in my own life, it was an area that uh, the Lord had, uh, he's invested so much in my own life in the area of singleness. And I felt like he's taught me so much about it. And um, when when I felt the nudge to start off uh, the journey with Girl on Gold by, you know, um, writing about singleness, I, I just knew it was something that God wanted me to do. But I was like, I don't want to be that girl. <laughs> that writes about singleness yeah but anyway yeah. I, I I did that um I wrote I started with a series of articles it was actually I think it was like a nine-part series um wow yeah it was a nine-part series that I uh, posted on the website so I started a website as well for that and then I shared the article series um with a platform called YMI the Singaporean based platform mm. um they're the youth arm of our daily bread I think uh, so yeah. really amazing bunch of people um, and I'm just learning so much from them they are just yeah an, an amazing team uh, so they were very kind and they uh, reposted a shorter version of the series that I wrote and uh, mm. I think it was in August they told me uh, it received the highest number of views on their website on in that wow month. and I, I think it was really really encouraging to hear that because for me it was uh it, it felt really scary and, and very um vulnerable I think sharing mm-hmm. about you know uh that that area of my life as much as I knew like God had done so much for me already yeah so so I think when they told me that um 
about the response that I received, I just I just affirmed to me um that this is something that I think God wants to to work in and speak to uh in a lot of his children who are uh, maybe going through a season of singleness themselves. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, a nine-part series, I think, would take a huge amount of, you know, effort, you know, just to think about what to write and all the different angles and perspectives. I think that's really cool. But uh, I think it's like you mentioned, like you, there was a bit of fear, right, going into uh, this topic of singleness and writing about it and talking about it. Um, I, I, I would assume there would have been a lot of uh, perhaps anxiety you know, going into this, um, maybe you can, if you're comfortable, share a little bit about that. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I think it took me a while to realize that I was actually um, anxious about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, and it wasn't, I wasn't quite prepared by like maybe how anxious I would actually feel at one point. Um. But it makes sense, I think, because I write a lot from like a personal perspective. Um, mm. And I think a lot of the things that I share um, and the things that I wrote about was really based out of my own experience. Um, it wasn't me trying to, I think, come in and tell people like, this is exactly how you should view singleness or this is going to be your experience with God. I think it wasn't that, but it was a lot of, uh, this was my experience this is what mm. the Lord has said to me. This is how he's ministered to me. These were kind of like the revelations that he's given to me. And I'm really mm. sharing it in hopes that it will move someone as, as well, especially if they they are maybe struggling in their own singleness. But I think because mm. it has such a personal angle to it, uh, and, and some of the things that I shared, I've only ever shared with my closest friends. Um, and then suddenly I realized, oh man, like anyone wow. can, yeah. can can see it now, you know. It's like someone someone's looking into like my diary, um, mm. basically, and yeah, and 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 that just made me uh realize that okay, this this is really exposing. I think a part of my own heart, um, mm. that I wasn't sure I was ready to yet. Yeah, for it okay. to be exposed. Um, yeah. but I think again, like what I said in the in the beginning of our conversation, it's really trying to take things one step at a time, and um, you know, uh, trusting that that God will protect what needs to be protected, mm. and He will at the same time give wisdom to share what needs to be shared. Yeah, and the things that maybe I'm not ready to share yet, then God will give me wisdom to say like, hey, this one maybe you can hold hold on to it for a while mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I think that the whole process has really been also an exercise in uh, really trying to learn how to discern God more and more yeah and I think that would also take into account the um, the practice of patience you know being able to wait and not uh, rush into things or uh, even speed you know God's timetable so that you are able to share more or write more and things like that and now thinking back i i i think i may have read that article and totally not know it was uh you know accredited to you was it titled with with your name Um, on why am i they did credit me so um the title 
the title of the article on why am I, I think it was uh, God, you're not good enough for me. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's that's so yeah. good. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh now I'm thinking uh I've probably read that. And uh for those of you who are watching and listening, uh it's gonna be linked in the show notes as well. Uh so just uh wanted to share that with uh more people because I'm sure it has um you know taken a, a special place in people's hearts, you know. Uh, mm. especially since you're sharing from a personal perspective and things mm. like that. Um, so yes, thank you for, you know, taking the time to uh, pour your heart out to all of us, right? Um, who are um, perhaps struggling with singleness or who are going through a rough time. You know, I, I just want to, on behalf of, of all of us, <laughs> you know, Aww. say thank you. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, 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 I do genuinely think that it's no joke, you know. There's always a, um, a level of energy and effort to put into these writings. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to say that. Oh, thank you for um, saying that. Thank yeah, you. no worries. Um, okay, but uh, we're gonna go back a little bit. I know we were kind of going off on a little tangent, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, I want to go back to, um, your testimony. So you mentioned that this is your 10th year. So yeah, I, I don't have the sound effects button, but you know, I'll just pretend like, ooh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is your 10th year. And I, I would think this is very exciting for you. Um, how, how does it feel to be entering into your, I think that's, they call it a jubilee year. I think that's what the term is. I have so, no idea what it is. No. I just call <laughs> yeah, it my 10th year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, would you be comfortable sharing a bit about that? Yeah, um, I suppose I could start with um, sort of the my origin story, right? So to speak, mm -hmm. um, I think the way I became a Christian was uh, quite dramatic I think I had quite a dramatic um, conversion uh, so the backstory is that I actually grew up or I spent part of my early years in a Christian kindergarten that was um, you know one of those kindergartens that a church had started um, mm. my family's not Christian but my parents uh, sent me to that kindergarten because they knew friends um, who I think I think their friend was like a pastor um, of the mm. church so it was someone they trusted, and I think that's why they sent me there. So I like to think that I think from the ages of three to six, it was almost like I was in Sunday school every day. Uh, we still did the academic stuff, but there was, you know, um, the Bible stories, the hmm. uh, children's worship, and I love wow, all of yeah. that. Yeah, and then, <laughs> of course, saying grace, learning how to pray. Um, I remember probably being like five or six, and... I think the teachers were trying to do like a listening exercise. So they asked all the kids to uh, close their eyes and uh, see if they could hear what God was saying to them. And wow. uh, I heard nothing, <laughs> but uh, the Lord was there for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, that I, I think that was kind of like um, the environment that God had put me in from a very young age obviously for a purpose and uh, I wasn't it was a purpose I wasn't even aware of at that time mm. and I started formal schooling um, so 
uh, there wasn't a lot of Christian influence there. But for some reason, I always had Christian friends who were trying to bring me to CF, trying to give me mm. Bibles, trying to give me a uh, Hillsong CDs at that time. Wow. That yeah. was getting my age. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I still get CDs so, now as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fine. Like, like I, think, <laughs> I think growing older is a blessing. So there's no shame yes. in age. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I always was surrounded by Christian friends. But um, I think I got to a point where maybe I was in college and uni where I really felt quite uh, antagonistic to, towards Christians uh, and even the idea of religion in general and that was mm. uh, maybe born out of my own questions uh, I was always someone who was I always wanted to know what was the meaning of life um, what's my purpose here uh, that was always something that weighed quite heavily on me even as a young child um, which, which is quite strange because these are like some really heavy questions uh, for a child to be thinking about but mm. in my own way I tried to find answers and uh, for some reason I just got to a point where I was like okay I think religion doesn't make sense um, it doesn't make sense to me at least and I don't like how some Christians approach me. <laughs> um, mm. You know, um, it, it just felt pushy. It just felt like, why Why is it that you are right and I am wrong? <laughs> like, what's mm. wrong with what I believe in, right? And, and yeah. I, just, I just didn't like um, being told that uh, you're wrong. I, I, yeah, you know. Uh, so, so I think uh, at one point, I just became quite, quite antagonistic um, towards the idea of Christianity and God and just decided like God's not even real. Um, so I was very determined to be an atheist and I'm going to be like the, the best atheist out there. And if you want to talk to me about God, sure, I'm happy to get into an argument with you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. A discussion, yeah, a discussion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so I, I, I mean, I was quite, I think, feisty in the mm. way I approached things. Um, but the... The desire for something more never, never left me. And uh, when I graduated from uni, and someone that I knew from from uni, whom I didn't even know very well at that time, uh, invited me to church. And the invitation wow. came at a really significant point in my life. So I was having a bit of a crisis in terms of like. Again, my purpose in life, what am I doing? What do I really want to do? Um, and I had this really strange thing happen to me that year. Uh, it was somewhere I remember in the middle of the year or maybe towards the end, like September of that year, where I began to feel like I needed to go to church. And I could not understand why I was like, no, like, why would I want to go to church? You know, like, I'm so sure that God is not real. I'm so sure he doesn't exist. What was, what is this desire to go to church? And that desire felt so separate from my, my intellect, like Mm. the intellectual part of me. I couldn't make sense of it. And, and uh, as the year kind of gradually shifted towards the end of that year, the desire just grew stronger and stronger. And one night, um, I remember I couldn't sleep because I felt like I just need to go to church. And I remember like thinking, but I don't want to, I didn't want to tell my friends who were Christians because I didn't want them to get like excited. Like, Mm. oh, yeah, you know, she's she's (laughs) like our side or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not giving them that, that 
satisfaction. You see, I was so yeah. I was so terrible, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then at but at the same time, I didn't want to just walk into a church because I was like, what mm. if this is not like a real church? What if they're you know? I just want the truth. Mm. That's who. That's what I wanted. I just wanted the truth, and I I wanted to be sure that if I walked into a church, it was a church that really taught the truth, um, that really knew the truth. Yeah, so I couldn't sleep that night, and I just overwhelming desire that I had to wow. go to church and I remember I sat up in bed in the dark and I looked up at my ceiling and I said God if you're real then you're gonna choose the church for me if you're real you're gonna do this for me like I'm not I'm not stepping into a church oh wow yeah and then a few days later this person I barely knew Facebooked me and was like hey do you want to come to church for Christmas <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's crazy. I, I remember receiving, I, like I was working on my laptop and then that Facebook message popped up and my first thought was like, oh no, God is real. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. I can't, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh no, like God is real. Like that yeah. was happening. But I knew I had, I had to say yes mm. to that invitation. So I went to church um, that Christmas and I remember um, during the worship, feeling such a, a massive sense of homecoming. I was like, wow. I, I'm home, but I don't know why <laughs> I'm feeling this way. Wow. You know, because in my, 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 my intellectual side and my spiritual and emotional side were not clicking yet. And uh, intellectually, I was like, oh, none of this makes sense. And I remember I went home after that Christmas service and I was just in tears because I had no idea what was happening in my life. It felt like mm. something had turned upside down. I knew my life would never be the same, but I had no idea what changed. And all I knew was that this coming Sunday, I need to go back to church. <laughs> so I went back to church, um, a normal Sunday service. And during the worship, I just started bawling. I just started oh. bawling. And I have never cried that way in my life, much less in a public space where I knew no one. <laughs> I was just like crying and bawling and, and all I knew in that moment was that God was real because his presence was so real mm. and in my head I had this image of me sort of like waving a little white flag and telling mm. God I surrender you're real wow. and I know it and, and and I told the Lord this whole thing about like Jesus dying on the cross and forgiving my sins it still doesn't make sense to me but I just know it's real and and I want this I, I can't I can't turn back now that I know that it's true. And uh that that I guess was the start of me becoming a Christian. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's that's mind blowing. I just hearing this story, I I wanna forget everything else and just listen more. It's it's crazy. Oh <laughs> but thank you for sharing that story. I think um, you know, it it, it comes from a place of vulnerability and honesty. So, oh man, I think uh, that, that um, I'm not sure, oh, well, well, we'll use the term origin story. I think that origin story is um, really a, a testament to how God works in our lives. And mm -hmm. sometimes he does, you know, turn things upside down, right? But yeah. um, and, thinking, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I mean, the one thing I wanted to add was, I think in hindsight, when I look at it, I, I have come to realize that 
it was the Lord who was always pursuing me. Like it's true what wow. the Bible says that He He knows us from the very beginning, right? He's the one who knit us in our mother's womb. He He knows who mm. we are. He knows what He's created us to be. And I think um, part of the way He created me was was that He weaved in me like this innate desire for truth. And I think it's in wow. everyone, but for me, mm. it was just always quite front and center in my life. I like like seeking the truth I, I just want to know what's real in life I just want to know what's real in life and I think for me that that desire was what opened the door to God but also recognizing that he was the one who had chosen me from the very beginning you know like like wow. me, me being in in a Christian kindergarten and, and mm. that was all preparation that was already going <laughs> into me that that was the Lord already encountering me before I even mm. knew him for myself yeah and and I think really if I think that's that's just our story everyone's story with God that God is the one who pursues us first mm. before we ever pursue him in return yeah 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 oh mm. wow I think it was the uh the there's a poem uh somewhere uh from the olden days where uh, I think it was titled the hound of heaven I'm not sure if you're aware of that no. poem. Yeah, so it talks about God being a, a figurative hound, right? Where he just chases and chases uh, oh. his children. And yeah, I think just hearing that story, uh, uh, your story, oh. it just reminds me of that. I think that's amazing. Um, another thing that comes to my mind when I'm thinking about, uh, you know, as I'm hearing your story, uh, there was a sermon given by pastor timothy keller mm -hmm. and he was talking about how we can find meaning and joy and uh just have it not just temporarily but rather very permanent and tangible joy and meaning in our lives um i think he mentioned that it is through thinking and pursuing truth mm. for the christian and so if a Christian was uh, struggling with finding meaning or uh, joy, because we do have those seasons as well as Christians, um, he mentioned that, you know, the the way to find that is to pursue truth. And mm -hmm. I think that's, uh, I guess, evident in your story as well. Like you were uh, always trying to investigate and and find mm -hmm. truth. And and um, I think, yeah, that, that was just something that clicked in my head. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool. I have to look up that sermon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll send you the link. I'll, I'll I'll definitely find it and send it to you. Um, but yeah, so I was just thinking that that was really cool. Um, so uh, I I would assume then thinking back to college, you would never have imagined you, uh, yourself becoming a Christian and you know surrendering to God. Uh, what about when you were a kid? Like so, uh during your formal schooling years mm. what do you think about that um time it's very interesting because i haven't thought about this memory in a while until you mentioned like what about when you were a kid and i i remember um, very vividly uh how old was i like i was probably maybe 13 or 14 mm. Mm. i was in the car uh with my family my dad was driving and I think out of the blue, pretty randomly, I can't even remember what the conversation was, but I suddenly just said, you know, I think when I grow up, I'm going to be a Christian. 
Oh my word, that's crazy. And I remember my dad asking me, yeah. oh, why would you want to be a Christian? And I was like, I don't know. I just think I will be a Christian when I grow up. <laughs> and this was obviously before I started like feeling, you know, the, the um, feeling, I guess, I, I don't want to say hostile, but feeling negatively mm. towards Christians as mm. I became slightly older, you know. Yeah. Um, so definitely oh. there were ups and downs even in that whole journey. Um, oh, a lot of man. emotions involved. <laughs> yeah, wow. so I, I think, yeah, that was probably my only thought. The rest of it, I think, it was just basically uh, following uh, what my family was doing, mm. um, thinking that this is what we've always done. This is how I'm being brought up. So this is this is the family legacy. This is our tradition. This is what we do. Yeah. And I think a lot of, of the wrestle came in trying to make sense of that. Um, the, the family traditions, the um you know why it culture and yeah like culture that. and also the the religion mm. that that um my family was practicing which was um i had exposure to both Taoism and uh Taoism and buddhism mm. and it was asking a lot of questions why do we do this why do we do that and just mm. not being able to find the answers to that you know mm. yeah um yeah so it's so all that wrestling <laughs> yeah Wow. I think that, well, it's definitely evident that, you know, God was definitely pursuing you, you know, from uh, a very young age. That's, that's really amazing. Wow. Um, so now, uh, thank you for sharing, by the way, I think that's really cool. Um, but now bringing back to uh, the present, what is something about um, God or uh, perhaps life that you're uh, learning right now um that, that of course you're you're comfortable with sharing yeah um that's such a big question <laughs> i know it was kind of mentioned apologies before. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a good question but but yeah. i know i know i was given um sort of like a heads up as well to this yeah. question but the whole time just oh man god doing just so many things mm. all the time and um I feel like now that, I mean, coming back to the fact that it's my 10th year with God, I think looking back, I feel like it's been a lot of undoing and remaking. Um, and the process of undoing and remaking is not, I think, an easy process. Um, and I don't think it's meant to be easy. So we, we, we talk about how, you know, when we, when we, become Christians, we are new, right? It's like mm. you're born again, you're a new person. Uh, God's making all things new. And that is so true and it's so beautiful. But there's just so much, I think, in my own life coming into the faith that I feel like in the 10 years, God had to just deal with so many things in my life, so many mm. um you know, preconceived notions and ideas that come in with um, so many habits, so many patterns, so many things that are not of him and it's just undoing and remaking and reshaping and reforming. And that has meant, I think, some really, really uh, difficult situations and difficult seasons because God has to break some of these things that I, I came in with, you know, um, mm. beliefs, um thoughts ideas um even what what I, these days i i don't shy from using the word i think idols in my own heart 
the certain mm. things that I carried around. Um, it's just a lot of breaking. The process of breaking is so difficult, but yeah, but that's what God does. That's what He does because um, He's shaping us right to to be mm. new, to be able to carry more of Him. So I think what do I see God doing in my life in this season? I think it's it's still more of that. And I'm not sure if it's ever going to stop for the rest of my <laughs> life. Um, but I think I've also come to recognize that he's laid a foundation in these 10 years. And I think for mm. some people, it might take shorter. For me, it took, it's taken 10 years. It's really taken 10 years, you know, to get mm. to a place where I, I feel like, right, I can see a foundation that has been laid. And yeah. so I feel like in the next season, God's going to do more and mm. and in where I am now in the present moment, it's a lot of preparation. It's it's like, okay, we are done with phase one. <laughs> phase mm. two is coming up and let's and you're prepare. Gonna build on... Yeah, wow. prepare our hearts, prepare to receive more, prepare for the more that God is going to do because he's going to do it. Yeah. So wow. I, I feel like that's where I, I am at that mm. in this season. Um, Exactly what, what he's going to do, I don't know. I don't have the words to define it, but I just mm. know... I just know he's doing more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would take an element of trust as well. Not knowing what's going to happen next, but you're, you're willing to follow and you're willing to uh, allow that process, right. Of mm. rebuilding and uh, remaking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, if, if I might add, I think, mm-hmm. I think in this very specific season, what I see as the bridge between like the last season and the next season, one mm-hmm. of the things um, that I feel like God has really been doing is really this idea of or this truth of dying to myself in the sense mm. of like dying to my own expectations of what wow. I want the future to look like because yeah. I, I I want the future to look a certain way I want certain things in place I I want my life to look a certain way I feel like God's saying like no let it all go wow some things he will reveal if he reveals it great but if he doesn't i'm not supposed to tell him i want it to happen this way or that way mm. if I've, especially if i've already said god you can have it all you know my life is wow. yours so what does that yeah. mean right yeah, yeah so i think i think god has been really almost sort of like working that that um it's almost like it's the last nail that has to go in before I step mm. into the nail. It's like I've done all these things for you, Fern. Like I've made your heart new in so many ways. But now the last thing that I need you to do is actually die to your expectations as to what the future will look like. Mm. Because I'm the one in charge, not you. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's 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 what this year has been like for me. <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, thank you for sharing that. You know, um, would you say then that you wish you knew this uh, whole process of remaking and reshaping, would you say that this is one thing you wish you knew earlier um, in a sense to prepare yourself or anything like that? Or uh, would you say that this isn't uh, something that can be known before? Probably not. It's a really good question. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good question. Um, but I think no. And I'm the kind mm. of person like I I I want to know ten steps ten steps ahead of the game. Mm. You know I right. I want to I want to have the whole plan laid out for me. Um, but now that you've asked me this question and I look back at some of the things that I've been through in in the last ten years, I think the answer is no. 
I might mm. never have said yes to God. <laughs> <laughs> or or Very I might cool. have said yes, but I would have been so fearful, you know, yeah. what is to come. And and I think mm. sometimes it's really in God's wisdom that we don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what is one encouraging uh thing perhaps that you would like to share with someone who is a bit fearful? Um, you know, imagine a friend who's just come to you, who's uh, kind of going through something similar. Uh, what is what is one thing you would say to them? Hmm. Hmm. Well, this isn't my own advice. It's actually something my pastor just said to me last week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was uh, processing some things with him, sharing with him mm-hmm. some things about my season, and and um, he just reminded me that we have been crucified with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the way he said it was that when he came to faith, the day he became a Christian, he died to himself. And he's alive instead in Jesus. And then he asked me, if if I'm dead and I'm only alive in Jesus, what have I got to lose if I'm already dead? And mm-hmm. that has I I guess it stuck with me since that conversation Mm. and it's really made me think again about you know like standing at the edge of what I feel is a new season but not knowing what is ahead and feeling sometimes the anxiety that comes up with it I think the the question is what do I have to fear when I have already surrendered everything to God what have I to fear if I've already decided that all of me belongs to him because he's Mm. not he is not a god who will ever shortchange me there is no way i will you know come to the doors of heaven to the gates of heaven and be like god i'm so upset you did not do this 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 (laughs) (laughs) right like i'm so upset that it didn't go my way by the time i see him face to face oh I think all I could maybe say is, God, thank you for everything you've done. Thank wow. you for the way you shaped my life. Thank you for the way it has happened because this is where I am today, face-to-face with you. Wow. And I think I think um, just that idea of, you know, God will never shortchange us and his ways are always good. And I know sometimes it sounds like such a cliche, but that's mm. really who he is. The mm. idea of I can leave myself in the hands of God and have him do whatever he wants to do with me and still arrive at the gates of heaven and know that God never once did me wrong. I think mm. that that's what I'm kind of holding on to in this season um, and, and and using that almost as like courage to, to say yes to the next wow. season with him. Yeah, I don't don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. I think that would be very uh, inspiring, I think, for uh, those of us who are struggling and who are feeling a bit fearful. Um, So yeah, I I just want to say that that's very inspiring and uh, very encouraging. Um, Yeah, I I think throughout this... Oh, so sorry. Uh, I think throughout this entire uh, conversation, it's just been very inspiring um, to hear that um, and all the different words of encouragement uh, that you've given. Um, who would you say is uh, perhaps that inspiration for you? 
besides Jesus. <laughs> if you could choose someone, um, you know, uh, who who's perhaps inspiring, mm. who would it be? It's so hard. It's so hard to, to find one person because I think my mm. my faith has been shaped by so many different people in different mm. seasons. And there were key people in different seasons that really shaped yeah. my faith. Um, but I think recently I've been going back to, um, I think... I want to say the house of prayer, the uh, KL house of prayer. I don't know if you, if you know, if you've heard of them, if you know them, but um, I've been thinking a lot about uh, some of my uh, years that I spent with them as a really young Christian mm-hmm. and how I think being in that sort of space where, uh, you know, um, they were so invested in prayer and worship and viewing things from an eternal perspective it really Mm. um it really shaped uh my life as a christian it really shaped Mm. my my faith i think um that i think the way i carry sort of like even prayer and worship in my life today uh which i think is the essence of every christian you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the fuel to the fire, that, that prayer and that worship, um, it's really been shaped by sort of like the hours and hours that I spent in the prayer room with them, um, gazing on, on the beauty that is Jesus, gazing on the, the beauty of who he is, um, gazing on the eternity that awaits us, you know, um, yeah. and, and, and learning how to anchor myself in that, in the the here but not yet you know god's kingdom like it's here but not yet learning how to mm. anchor myself in 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 the here and not yet in, in the eternity that is to come in in the beauty and the glory that is jesus i think that has been so pivotal um, wow. to who i am as a christian yeah. wow so i i've never actually well Perhaps I have, but I've just forgotten. But I've never um had any interaction with the House of Prayer. So uh yeah, that's very interesting. Uh perhaps I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, do they have an Instagram or Yes, um I think they have a they have a website. I'm pretty the sure website. they have a website. So I'll look that up okay. and then I'll I'll pass you the link. Yeah, cool. And we'll uh, provide the links down in the show notes as well uh, for those of you, because I think that is something, uh, like you said, very important, right, for all of us as Christians who um, perhaps need a, a revival, well, maybe I shouldn't use the word revival, but like uh, a, a wake-up call, right, for our prayer life and and things like that. So I think that's Reigniting the spark. Yes, thank you very much. That's that's very well put. Um, yeah, okay, so we can go on and on. And I, I realize I've taken up so much of your time. I'm so sorry. Um no, no. But uh yeah, I, I, I think perhaps maybe we could wrap things up with maybe two more questions. Mm-hmm. Um and I think uh, throughout this conversation, what I've noticed is that you can speak into the hearts of so many people. And it's a genuine, um, heartfelt, uh, sort of, well, uh, 
I'm not sure what the word is, but I think people would listen, right? And and they want to listen to what you have to say mm. um, in a good way, <laughs> you know? Um, so perhaps maybe you could speak into some people's uh, lives, right? And perhaps the, the first question, um, we'll go bit by bit. Um, but the first question I think would be um, to people who were perhaps like you in your college to uni days, right? Um, is there anything that you would like to share to people who maybe are, are going through a similar process as you did in your college um, mm-hmm. days? Yeah. In terms of like struggling with searching for truth and meaning mm-hmm. and purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And perhaps yeah. are a little bit more... Uh, uh, antagonistic perhaps <laughs> yeah uh which is totally understandable at times you know some people are struggling and and that's how they cope so yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. about that yeah 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 and no i think i think it's really valid uh no one likes to be told that they're wrong mm-hmm. right uh, no one likes to be told that your entire belief system is faulty um it's mm-hmm. it's just something anyone ever wants to be told um so i guess to to that person or, or I would say to my younger self um, <laughs> because it's my younger self right so I can say whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, okay I, I, I'll say this first to myself and then I'll say this to like people who are not myself so I think to myself I would say um, like it or not the truth is the truth and mm. Jesus is the truth um, and it's not about the people but it's about you and God and I think at the end of the day that's that's where it starts and I think for the people who are not myself um, I would say give it give it a try um, if you feel like you've tried before and it didn't go well give it another try um, mm-hmm. and don't don't maybe blame the people who have not approached you in a nice way mm-hmm. um, they're still humans um, yeah. they're still people yeah um, but this is about God and it's about your own discovery of truth and if you truly are if you really are a truth seeker you don't want your version of the truth you mm-hmm. want the version of the truth that is true and I think these days you know sometimes it feels like we say truth can be relative but the truth is truth is not relative Mm. Uh, gravity is gravity it exists whether we like it or not God is God he exists whether we like it or not and if you truly want to know what is true then there is a truth out there that is waiting for you to come back home so my encouragement would be give give it another try give God another try not the person next to you who's trying to get you (laughs) to become a Christian or to come to church (laughs) to go to their church yeah yeah yeah. it's not about that person (laughs) but it's, it's about you and the God who who wants you to know him and who wow. already knows you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Um, thank you for that. Uh, that's that's truly, um, yeah, it, it just lights a spark in my heart as well. It's, it's amazing. Um, Okay, so uh, yeah, like like I mentioned before, we're running out of time. So uh, I want to also respect your uh, schedule. So uh, perhaps you can end it 
by just uh, answering the same question that I always ask everyone uh, that uh, gives me the privilege of coming on the show. Um, what are some comforting words that you would like to share to um, those who are going through a rough time, perhaps? Yeah. Mm. I think I will just repeat what I said just now. And that is, um, God is not a God who shortchanges us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is not, he is not manipulative. He's not uh he's not tricky as a person, you know, if that makes sense. He's not someone that you kind of have to always kind of figure out like um mm. what his intentions towards us are. His intentions towards us are always good. And some days, in the really difficult times, it's hard to see that. Um but my encouragement would be to hold on to God. In the days you can't hold on, ask him to hold on to you. He's always he he will always hold on to you. That is that is not he you know not something that we can argue about. But that was my prayer in a in a in a season when it was really difficult to believe in a good God. Um, mm. I would I would tell the Lord, I still want you, even though it's so difficult. I cannot hold on to you, so you need to hold on to me. Wow. And, and I think when we realize that at the end of the day, we have no one else, nothing else but Jesus. It's like, there's nowhere else, nothing else to run to except to Jesus. Mm. <laughs> you know, I have had this, uh, I'm sorry, look, I don't know if this is making sense or even going no, in no, the right direction. But, but I have been, you know, there, there have been days where I've just been like, uh, even if this all you know, turns upside down, inside out, nothing goes my way. There is no one more real and more true that I know of that is Jesus. So wow. where else can I go to except for Jesus, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and, and I think I think it's that never or maybe I would say this, um, you know, besides the fact that God doesn't shortchange us, is there is never a more we will never find anything truer than who Jesus is. So come mm. hell or high water, wow. it is still the Lord that will stand. Yeah. And I have to just cling on to that and trust mm. that he's going to take me through from one side to the other side. And there will come a day when on the other side, everything will be okay. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times, so many days is not our strength. That's why I had those days where I just, the God, I can't, I don't think I, I can hang on to you anymore. So you need to do it. And he does. When we yeah. pray that kind of prayer, he does. The Amazing. thing is, he, he's yeah. always done it, you know, but but the moment you pray that prayer, it's like he just goes, Poop. He, it's, it's like he's, he comes in closer and he's like, I've got yeah. you. I've got wow. you. And and it doesn't matter um what's happening, where we're going, like I've got you. And some days, I think, I think there have been seasons where that was the only thing. Um, I could hang on to yeah so I don't know if that's encouraging to someone but yes I, hope I, I think I think it is yeah and I'm sure many people would agree as well oh this has been a treat so thank you so much uh Fern for taking the time and for being here uh and I think this is the perfect place to to end our conversation 
by just um, making a short prayer, right? For anyone who's listening in, you have uh, been given this very uh, succinct, I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, this prayer, right, that um, Mayfern has used. And I think everyone here, including myself, right, can use in moments of uh, trials and, and struggles, right, that Lord, I, I can't hold on to you, right? There's too much going on. There's too much uh, pain or anxiety or anything like that. And uh, I, I can't do it, but I need you to hold on to me instead. And like uh, Fern has said, right? Just like you said, he does, mm-hmm. you know, he does. And I think that's amazing uh, comfort for all of us. Um, and, and yeah, like I mentioned, I can just sit here and listen to more and more stories. Uh, but unfortunately, we can't do that. Uh, perhaps maybe next time. You never know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just want to say thank you once again, uh, Fern, for coming on the show and uh, just gracing us with uh, this privilege. Thank you for having me. And I just want to maybe say one thing uh, mm-hmm. before we end and and. Uh, I just really want to thank you, Luke, for um, just giving us the opportunity to come on your uh, show, your podcast, uh, inviting us into this space, even creating this space. And, um, you know, initially, uh, when you first invited me on, I was like, oh, who, 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 who am I? <laughs> like, you know, it, it's that question, like, like I, I'm, I'm nobody. But then oh. I think as, as I was thinking about it, I just felt like it's, Everyone has a story, um, yeah. and everyone has uh, something to say. Everyone has something uh, to say that can that can impact someone else, um, and it doesn't mean that we need to be I don't know hold certain qualifications or titles, mm. but but it's like your next door neighbor, right? The everyday person that you kind of see on the street. Everyone has a story, and yeah. I just wanna. Uh, say thank you for for creating that space for uh, inviting people like myself on here to share our stories uh, and also I think for not uh, capping where the conversation goes or not trying to sort of um, put boundaries around it and I think I think that's been really um, ad- admirable to, for, uh, to, to me because I, I think it just leaves a lot of space for, for God to work in it so yeah, thank you for creating this praise and for God. inviting us praise yeah. God thank you thank you yeah praise God I think yeah this has definitely been a treat um, yeah okay so we'll do the outro um, <laughs> so uh, that's all we have for you today um, if you guys have enjoyed this uh, and you guys perhaps want more maybe you never know right we could uh, get on a call again and uh, we'll have another chat uh, but for those of you who are listening and all of that uh, we hope that this has been a blessing uh, to you in your time of uh, season right whatever that may be um, but Until next time, take care, God bless, and don't forget to have a pocket full of grace wherever you are. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.